You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein, and today I have with me Laura West. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation. It's definitely, we're going to be having a very spiritual conversation. It's one of my favorite topics. Um, So I'm so excited for you to share what you have to offer to this wonderful audience and um, and just everything that you do, I'm sure is going to be so inspirational, but I want to read to you guys a little bit about Laura West first. So Laura West is a registered nurse, energy healer, psychic medium, author, and podcast host dedicated to both the sciences and spirituality. She has participated in multiple international spiritual summits, has taught about intuition on several virtual platforms to students from all around the world, contributed to both national and international journals and magazines, and has been invited as a guest on several podcasts, again, both nationally and internationally. She now hosts her own podcast called A Guided Life. She has also authored her book called Guided. She is dedicated to spreading the word of love and teaching others how to communicate with their spirit guides through intuition. Laura lives in San Diego, California with her family. So um, I don't know where to start because I have 5,000 million things I'd love to talk to you about. <laughs> Why don't we just start with, tell us a little bit about yourself in addition to that, how you got started into this work and what you do exactly. Yeah, sure. So um, how I got got started has definitely been a lifelong journey. And in retrospect, I can really see where it started. Uh, But a lot of this, I feel like transpired. Uh, My spiritual journey really took off in my teenage years. And in my teenage years, several things were going on. Um, My I, I experienced the 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 first uh, the the death of somebody close to me. It was my gra- my grandmother at the mm-hmm. time. And what was significant about that um, about her passing was that we went to visit her in hospice. And the night that we after we had visited her, I had a dream visitation of her, and she walked into the house of my great-grandmother who at the time was alive she was on the arm of my grandfather her husband who also was alive at the time mm-hmm. she walked in wearing all white and behind her the the front door was open and it was bright light and I said grandma you're all better and I had just seen her in hospice on a ventilator a shell of a person you know she's like my Jewish Jewish New Yorker grandmother uh, from from the Bronx and there she was like lifeless on this bed right so anyway I knew I knew that wasn't her anymore but then I saw her in my dream and I said grandma you're all better she says yes I am and then it was the next morning that we found out that she had passed um, over the night so for me that was significant because my grandmother then would show up periodically in my dreams and throughout my spiritual journey in rather significant ways. It was also around that time that I was, I grew up in both a Jewish and Christian household, a multicultural, multi, multi-religious household. My mother is Korean and my father is Caucasian and we would go to both church and synagogue. And so during that time, I was kind of trying to figure out where I, religion fit in for me, which religion felt right. And I, I don't 
attribute being brought up in to religious household as the reason for my, I don't know, confusion, I guess. Um, because even if I was just brought up solely Jewish or solely Christian, I would have the same thing like, Ugh, does this really feel right for me? And I picked up my first Sylvia Brown book. Uh, I don't know, maybe in my late teenage years. And uh, she was a psychic medium, very spiritual. And I learned so much about spirituality from her. And I, and I was hungry for more of that kind of information. Mm -hmm. Well, what was significant about that uh, was the fact that it was uh, maybe about a couple years before that, that I had a dream visitation with Jesus. And Jesus asked me to spread his word. And for me, that was like evangelizing. That meant being Christian. And I was like, oh, I told him, I told him I would try. And so for years, I kind of waited to see when I would feel more Christian. Um, so it was even more confusing when I picked up Sylvia Brown books and I was like, this is it for me. And I'm like, but where does Jesus fit into this? Where does spreading his word fit into this? Anyways. So, you know, a lot of that transpired all within a few years of, of, of time. And, um, as you know, the time went on, I would have like dream visitations of people who passed. I would, uh, you know, hear embodied voices, like in that between dream and awake state, mm -hmm. um, different experiences that looking back were definitely very profound up until I had what I call spiritual awakening number two. Spiritual Awakening number one was picking up Sylvia Brown books and being like, this is it. Meeting my spirit guide for the first time in a dream, all that good stuff. And then I kind of sat with it and I did life. Um, I, you know, went to nursing school. I went to, you know, college, uh, got married, had children, bought a house, all that, all that stuff. And then Spiritual Awakening number two happened in, I want to say 2019, when I, when I actually started meditating for the first time. <laughs> Um, and from that point, it was like I was slingshotted into this spiritual journey of where I am today, um, learning to hone in on my intuition and meditating, which meant that I would learn to follow those intuitive breadcrumbs from my spirit guides to go from just learning and being a sponge and, and gathering information to now channeling and energy healing and psychic mediumship reading and <laughs> to then writing a book to then being guided to start a podcast and etc so it really just like catapulted me into this direction um but again started significantly when i was in my teenage years so. <laughs> love your story Thank i you. i can re definitely relate um, and I love hearing stories like this because, um, it is, it's very real stuff beyond <laughs> real. Um, I get it. And I love hearing people's stories in general about anything, but especially about this, because it's, it really is a gift that none, I know none of us take it for granted. Mm -hmm. And it's a gift that if we don't share, then it's taking away from helping people. So I love that you have dedicated your life to bringing people messages, helping people. I'm guessing that you also help people increase their own intuition and work. So I'd love to hear about that. So I thank you for, for listening, for listening to, um, to the universe, to your spirit guides, to your grandma. Thank you for um, bringing this to people.
Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with intuition, how do you, how do you work with your intuition with, um, with helping people increase their oh, own yeah. intuition? Uh, such, yeah, that's such a great question because intuition is the basis for all of it. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, uh, because when I first started my journey of understanding intuition, my idea of it was learning to listen to that gut feeling to, to keep you from doing something wrong. That's what I thought intuition was. And so when I wanted to learn to hone in on my intuition, I started meditating um, because I, I went to visit a psychic and she told me, start meditating. That's how you'll do it. And I said, okay, I don't know the connection, but all right, I'll do it. Um, and so I started, I started doing that. And what it did was it allowed me to start to connect and, and really clear my mind so I can actually connect to the other side because intuition from what I'm told from my spirit guide is the connection from the other side to us. It's like the way that they're able to communicate and they use our physical faculties to do so because we're very physical beings. Like we're humans. So we're very physical. So they use our physical faculties. So that's why people get gut feelings or just a knowing or just in their heart. They could just, so they use our physical faculties. And so I've learned that intuition was so much more than just that gut feeling that you shouldn't do something. And so I learned that it's this whole language of communication with us and the other side. And I am a firm believer of really advocating for everybody to really learn to listen to theirs. I'm a firm believer that everybody should learn that it comes to them differently too. And take what you can from other people's experiences. Like for me, when I, my intuition, I, I know it's from my spirit guide and I, I can just tell cause I'm, I've learned it's, it's like a muscle. You, you exercise it. Um, now that how it comes for me may not come for somebody else. Uh, but if it's a, an avenue that they haven't yet explored, then by sharing my story and sharing how I think they should do it because it's worked for me could be the key for them. Um, so I'm a huge advocate on really pushing people to discover their own intuition. And I, I teach them by the ways that worked for me. And because that's just, that's what I know. So, but I really encourage people to not stop there. Um, because especially if they feel like it's not really working for them and that's okay. They should find other avenues. Some people get like a tingling on their earlobe and that could be their intuition. And who would even think that, you know, unless you start to keep track for me, that doesn't, it doesn't come like that. Uh, I don't think I haven't really paid attention because I get it other ways, but just those little things, you know, to, to learn that it could come all different ways. So I definitely love teaching about intuition and the importance of it because it can help people help people in all different avenues of life. Uh, but I also am a huge advocate of don't just learn from one person's way because it may not be the way that works for you and that's okay. So yeah. So yeah, I love what you're saying about 
practicing and seeing what works for you. And the truth is that once you start saying, okay, I'm open to this, I'm open, you know, <laughs> then the universe will reward you and it will yeah, say, okay, yeah. well, now I will give you this validation. And I think once people get that first validation that they know that it's real and also with relationships, this is Love Talk Live, when it comes to relationships, I mean, I there's not a client session that goes by or an interview or anything where I don't talk about intuition because it really is so helpful when you are on your manifesting journey, manifesting love journey, and then also in a relationship. It is listening to yourself without all the noise, whether it's the noise in your head or the noise of a million other people. And so I totally agree with you. I agree that this is what I always say also at the most simplest level, your intuition is your connection with yourself. But it also, that connection with yourself sometimes can be messages from either our higher selves, spirit guides, past loved ones that have passed yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I actually really, and in my book too, I give an example of how I learned to hone in on my intuition from um, an experience that I had with a toxic relationship. Um, and it was one that went on for far too long and so many red flags. Now I have to sort of step back a little bit because at the beginning of that relationship, there was nothing firing off like you know, red flag, red flag, nothing firing off. So I knew I was meant to experience that relationship. But once those red flags, which is like intuition warning you, um, started going off and they got bigger and louder and like more impactful and I couldn't ignore them anymore. Uh, that's when I knew, okay, I think I've overstayed my welcome in this relationship. And I, that's when I was like, okay, I've had enough. And then when I left, it was like this weight lifted off my shoulder. But I learned a big lesson being in that relationship um, and how I had lost myself during that time. And once I finally left it and, and had the courage to leave it, I, I found myself again. And so. this, this happens on the daily. This is happening oh. all over the world, no yeah. matter where you are. And people don't know what to do about it. And you also think that it's never going to happen to you. However, people do lose themselves in relationships mm -hmm. because of being in a relationship. And the great news is that you can get yourself back. It hasn't gone okay. anywhere. It's just yep. about doing that work that, you know, <laughs> the work to get closer to yourself again. And also along the lines of being in a toxic relationship or even just a relationship that's not right for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you experience this. However, this is what I see across the board. And this is what I know to be true, that if you listen and if you're aware of the things that happen in your life, maybe a traumatic event, a sickness, a something that happens in the body, anything that is negative in life, it's that is a message from the universe saying, this is because you're not happy in your relationship. And you'll find that the longer that you stay in a relationship that you're not happy and for whatever reason, it's just not right, you'll keep getting these messages that are actually messages, but people don't realize they're messages. And like you said, when you got out of that toxic relationship, you felt free. It mm -hmm. is so freeing and the universe rewards you for that. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. And I wanted to comment how you mentioned when you're just like, okay, let's do it universe. And how it's like, 
it just floods right in and you become so open. That's exactly what happened when I went to write my book. Um, I was getting all these intuitive messages through other people. This was interesting. I had two different people unrelated to each other um, ask me if I was writing my experiences down because they saw me writing a book. And I was tuned in enough at the time to know that, okay, that's that's twice. That's synchronistic, right? That's like, that's not coincidence. So as soon as I said, okay, I'll do it, I couldn't wait to get started. It was just like I gave that permission and it all came flooding through. So that's why I feel like intuition is so important, not only for, you know, figuring out the uh, relationships um, aspect, if you should be in the certain friendship or the certain relationship with somebody, even family member relationships too, but it'll help you with if you are questioning if you should make a move or if you should switch careers or whatever the case may be, it's a, it's foundational for every aspect of life and giving you guidance for every aspect of life. So. Everything. Yeah. And I always say that no matter what it is, whether it's big, small, relationship, job, anything, what am I going to have for lunch? You always <laughs> yeah. know the answer. It's always a yes or no right from the beginning. You don't have to make yourself crazy trying to figure it out. Go back to that initial, was that a yes or no? And I always say, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and that takes time. It's like, it, again, it's like a yeah. muscle that you have to exercise and get used to. But maybe a, a simple way to know is the, the very first thought that comes into your mind, if it's either a yes or a no, go with that first thought, the follow-up thought of ooh, doubt or, you know, should I, or, you know, the questioning, then that's you kind of getting in the way. So you, that's what that first, and it could be fleeting. It could be quick. Yeah. It could be quick. Yes. So. Because our ego, which is fear-based, loves to just step in and it's doing its best. It's trying to protect us, but it loves right. to think of any reason to not take that chance, mm-hmm. to not take that action, to stay small. Mm-hmm. It loves doing that, but it's also, yeah. it's, I have compassion for the ego. It's doing the best it can. We have to have compassion for the ego. It gets a bad rep, but we, we, we do need to have compassion. <laughs> So many times people say, I wish I just didn't have fear. I wish it wasn't part of my life. And I say, well, we need our ego because it keeps us from touching fire or from running in front of like the car that's going across the street. We need the ego, but just the ego takes its role to way beyond. Yeah, it can. It can. It's part of our learning process too. And if if you don't want any fear, you just don't incarnate. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The great news is that everything is either fear or love. So if you just in that moment are aware of that and you shift from that fear to that love, that fearful choice, the loving choice, fearful words, loving words. Yeah. That's what you need to do. But yes, we are human. We are. <laughs> and it's so fun. It can be. <laughs> it can be literally so much fun. I'm so grateful to be a human. It could also be like yeah. So fun sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It can. And I wanted to comment on your fear and, and love because um that's a that's another great way to I think help simplify for people who may feel very overwhelmed. Um, but I do want to make sure that we make the distinction of fear versus 
um, loving it, but feeling scared um, mm-hmm. to do it. So if it's something feels exciting and you want to do it, but you're like, Ooh, I'm a little bit nervous to do it, or it's, it's going to be scary putting myself out there, but I feel like I have to do it. Then that's still love based versus if you're like, um, am I doing this because I want to help people? Or am I doing this because I'm afraid if I don't, um, I don't know, uh, so-and-so will be mad at me or <laughs> whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's also making that distinction as well, that something can still be love-based, but scary, um, you know, versus, uh, you know, fearful. So it could be, could be very minute. Again, going back to what is your initial reaction to something? If you're like really excited about it, but then you're like, oh gosh, am I really going to put myself out there? You know, versus, Ooh, this doesn't feel good at all, but if I don't do this, then maybe I won't get any other opportunities. So really honing in on, on those feelings. That's why it's important work. And that right there, thank you for going into this, yeah. the lack, there's the fear. A lot of people have fear because of lack and scarcity. Mm-hmm. They're worried. Like you just said, that is such a common thought that people have. Well, what if another, what if this guy is the best I'm going to get, or there's not going to be another yeah. guy or this house or this job. When, if it doesn't feel right, you just need to trust that. And so many people, I always say that when you are connected to your intuition, like really, you will never have another regret ever in your life again. Cause you're in your integrity because it's the, everything is about choices. We have so many choices in our lives from small choices to big choices. And so If you're making a choice thinking I'm never going to get a blank again, or this is the best it's going to be, that's, that's a fear-based choice. Yeah. Yes. Right. Exactly. That's why it's such important work, but you know, also understanding that it, it does take, it does take time. So give yourself that grace and that patience too. to learn. It also takes time once you start to practice this to kind of mess up, you have to, Kind of keep yeah, messing yeah. up and you, you keep messing up in life until you've messed <laughs> up enough. And I don't like saying mess up because it's all divinely timed. It can't happen any other way. So not mess up, but let's say making choices out of fear versus out of mm-hmm. love. You need to do that until it's like you've hit rock bottom and you say, okay, I'm going to try something different. Yes. Yeah. That's why people hit, you know, hit rock it, bottom because I think it's it's very hard to like for me, I was in that relationship for a lot longer than I was supposed to be. And the red flags kept hitting. And I knew deep, my intuition, I knew was telling me to leave, but I didn't. <laughs> so it was not easy wow. um, being in that situation, but oh, the the benefits, the rewards. Yes. And that's what mm. people should look at. Look at, you have to have trust, trust that the other <laughs> side is going to be freedom and, and will be more aligned with your life, but you need to trust and believe that. And yeah. it's, it definitely is easier said than done. It's so hard. Like when I work with my clients and they, they know that the relationship isn't right for them and they need to move on. I do say with compassion, I say, I understand this is, this is hard. I I mean, I've been there myself and I know it's hard to end a relationship for many. Everybody has their own reasons, but if you can trust that you are deserving, it's your birthright to have that right love for you. I mean, I didn't meet my husband until I was 34. So I was on a, I was on a dating journey. Let's say, you know, <laughs> I, I've also, I, I use my experience to help inspire my of course. clients. So, um, 
Yeah. Like you, it's, it's trial and error and there's nothing worse in life besides death than a breakup, I think. And it is also a loss. So mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. It is. Yes. But you have to remember, sometimes the grass is greener on the other side. It is. The grass yeah. is greener when you are in your authentic yeah. self, you're trusting yourself and you're in your integrity. The grass will be greener when the grass doesn't yeah. feel very green. Yeah. <laughs> right. Trust that. Exactly. Oh. Okay. Um, so we've talked about, do you want to talk a little bit more about, I know you want to talk about spirit guides and mediumship mm-hmm. as well, more in a little in depth. I know. It's yeah. Like how you work <laughs> with them, take us through maybe oh. a particular client or just tell us, educate people about spirit guides and mediumship. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have my guide who's feeding me information now because he loves to share. I'm much more, uh, I'm much shyer than he is. <laughs> What's so his name? His name's Jason. So, okay. so Jason, I met when I was, um, I want to say early, yeah, or late teens, late teens. I met Jason in a dream and, um, it was very quick, kind of rather uneventful dream. Um, but I had asked after reading a Sylvia Brown book, uh, to have my spirit guide meet me in a dream. And then I waited and then he came into my dream and I knew to ask him if he was my spirit guide. And he said, yes. And I asked him what his name was in the dream. And he said it was Jason. And so that's how I know his name. So for me, it's, it's, it's nice. I know the name thing, that's a whole other topic, but uh, the name is nice for us humans so that we can kind of relate and have, I don't know, we like to give people a name. So, um, I work with Jason and he's, he's been with me. He's like my main guide. So he's been with me ever since I sparked. And, uh, you know, I, I have to be careful because, uh, the relationships that people have with their own guides, the different types of relationships are limitless. However, one thing that sort of stays the same is the reason why they're they're a spirit guide. What makes them a spirit guide versus like an angel, for instance, is that they have lived more lives on, on earth and they sparked from like the same, it's getting really technical, but from the same part of source that humans versus angels spark from. So, so with that, um, there's a lot of similarities. Now there are times where someone's spirit guide may be more, uh, quote unquote advanced than you. And that's just because they've maybe lived more lives or they've been around longer. Doesn't make them better or anything like that. They just have more experience. Um, there are times where people can have the same experience with their guides and they switch who becomes a spirit guide, who lives the human life. And I've seen it where the spirit guide and the human have lived a life together too. So there's just so many different, there's no black and white spirit with spirit. There's no black and white. (laughs) I've learned that over the, over the years, you just can't put labels on things, but to kind of help, I don't know, uh, compartmentalize perhaps and get a nice idea for our human brains. Spirit guides have lived lives before so they can empathize with their human as they go through hardships in life. Because you must imagine, say you're in this blissful state. I don't know. You got like an A on a test or you passed your, 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 
you know, you got your driver's license or, you know, you um, are in this uh, honeymoon phase of being in a relationship and everything feels great and, and wonderful. Imagine being that way all the time. And, you know, hardships don't feel like you feel like you could t- tackle anything. Um, so it's so important for our guides who are on the other side in that constant state and, and environment of bliss to be able to empathize and have that patience with us when we may be going through a hardship here in the physical world. So that's why it's so important for them to have lived their lives so that they can empathize with us because that's what we need. We don't need someone to tell us, oh, you're going to be fine. You know, this is just a short life anyways in the grand scheme of things. You're going to be fine. No, that doesn't help me right now. You know, I'm like, I'm suffering. Like I'm, I'm in torture. I'm in pain right now. I need either somebody to, you know, just sit in that with me or just help me feel better. Uh, you know, whether it's like, I feel your hand on my shoulder or something like that. So anyway, spirit guides are, are great. I connect a lot with them when I do readings for people. Um, so, uh, a lot of my psychic mediumship readings, they may seem like psychic readings, but to me, they're still mediumship readings because I'm still the, the channel of information, the medium of information for, uh, the sitter's guide or, or my guide or, or however it's meant to come. And not just spirit guides as well. That would be like angels, past loved ones, whoever needs to come through. I just like to leave it nice and open, but for spirit guides more in particular, I do work very closely with them. And what's interesting is when I see them, you know, with my mind's eye, they look like um, the blue men from the blue men group, the Vegas show. Isn't that funny? But yeah. sometimes they'll show up with different features and, and, and characteristics, whether it's hair or glasses, but they'll still look like that. It's almost like because there's significance with those different parts of them that the, that their human can relate to. So anyway, I think that's so, always interesting. Yeah. You are so you're clairvoyant and clear audience. Are you clear anything else? Yes, definitely claircognizant. So I just get like a knowing, clairsentient. So I just get like feeling I have had the clairgustance where I've tasted things before or smelt things um as well. And so I feel like it's um all of them. <laughs> Yeah, it just depends on the reading situation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't get all of them with every reading, but yeah, I've had them. That's so wonderful. Um, Okay, so we are running out of time. Um, Anything else you'd like to add and you need to plug away? Tell people how they can find your book, your podcast, work with you, all of that stuff. Yes. Uh, so um, on my website, laurawest.net, uh, they can find links to all of those good things. So um, that's the best way to way to find all that stuff and find me. So And you do, you work with clients on Zoom, I'm guessing? Yes, I do do readings with people. Um, we I use Zoom and I like to record the sessions for them so they can go back and look at them. Um, that way they don't have to worry about writing and taking notes if they don't want to. So um, yeah, I do do readings. I do ask that people uh, reach out to me. Again, they can do so via my website um, or on in my socials um, at a guided west 111 uh, and to reach out uh, for to schedule a reading. So, and just to be clear, so your your Instagram is a guide is guided west one one one, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, because people are like Instagram, Facebook, blah blah. I know. Um, I want to make sure, and I also just wanted to bring up the Zoom thing so that people know that even though you're in San Diego, you do mm-hmm. readings with people anywhere, anywhere. Yep, I've done. Yep, I've done them all Never. over the world. So. <laughs> 
Wonderful. And as always, everybody can find me at the relationship expert.com. All my information is there. Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. I, like I said, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Um, you guys should definitely reach out to Laura and, um, thank you so much. This was, thank you. This was just great. Thank you. Yes, this was. Thank you so much for having me. Such an honor. Thank you. Of course. And everybody can join me every week. Love Talk Live on LA Talk Radio at 2 p.m. Pacific. Thank you so much. Thank you. Everybody have a wonderful evening. Thanks. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.